residency. The 22nd will feature saxophonist Rich Wheeler, bringing a flamenco touch to his background in Kansas City Jazz. Cider Gallery is located at 810 Pennsylvania in Lawrence, Kansas. On January 14th at 6.30 p.m., City Center Live offers its first performance of 2023, featuring Nick Carswell of Carswell and Hope and his own brand of rock, pop, and folk music. City Center Live is a performing arts series brought to you by the Lenexa Arts Council with performances at Lenexa City Hall, 17101 West 87th Street Parkway. For more information on these and the many events that have been recently added, go to kkfi.org slash artskcgo. This is Maria Vasquez-Boyd, and you're listening to 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to Art Speak Radio. This is Maria Vasquez Boyd on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Thanks so much for joining us today. We've got a great show. Darren and Shannon White are with us on Zoom uh, from New York. We also have a couple of in studio guests. One is Nettie Zan and the other Ingrid Perez Esquivel. So stick around, we'll be right back. happy to have you on board today on Artspeak Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. And as I mentioned, we've got Darren and Shannon White from New York here with us via Zoom. And we're so happy because, you know, there was a train that was kind of in the way of things, but I think we've got them online. So welcome, Darren and Shannon White. Thank you, Maria. It's good to be here. Thank you, you so much. You bet. Hey, what an exciting time in New York. We're, we're going to talk about the why you're there. Um, I should say, why not? Because, you know, New York. But uh, you are at currently uh, showing some work in a group show at the Sheen Center for Thought and Culture at 18 Bleecker Street, New York, uh, New York. And uh, yeah, so it's really exciting because the opening reception is tomorrow. So if you happen to be in New York, 
uh, yeah, join up, 6.30 to 8.30. So, great. Tell us uh, about the show, if you would, Darren and Shannon. It's a, it's a group show, and it's, it's something that's been going on for a little while, a story that's been happening for, for quite, quite some time. But uh, So the actual title is an American story, colon, friends, family, and stories. And um, the, the curator of the space is, or, or this particular show actually, is uh, Rex Hausman. And um, so we've known Rex since, oh, say around, I think 2006, 2007, maybe it was actually a little later than that, 2009, mm-hmm. but uh, 2008, I think. Anyway, somewhere in there. <laughs> but uh, um, Rex and, and Shannon and I just hit it off and we just talked art and, and all sorts of things. And um, we ended up putting on a show called The White Show um, there in Lawrence and um, invited him to join. And the show just kind of blew up and we took the show on the road down to, to San Antonio where Rex is from. And uh, that was kind of the beginning of this this whole story that, that uh, we were talking about. So Rex, fast forward a few years uh, after a number of shows and Rex had, um, we've produced tons of shows together. We've um, done all sorts of different traveling events and um, we've done some work up here in New York, et cetera. And um, we, we fast forward to this time where he had an opportunity for the show at the Sheen Center and he said, I'm going to invite my friends. So um, there's four, I think 14, 16, 16. artists, including Rex, yeah. painters, sculptors, all kinds of um, media are involved. Um, but he curated it, the show in a way that made sense and was very meaningful to him personally. Um, yeah, his family, his dad's actually in the show. Um, uh, his family runs the Hausman Millworks in San Antonio. And so that's where he's coming from. He lives in New York part of the time. Um, he's traveled the world and, you know, he kind of gathers friends and family along the way. Um, so we're glad to be part of part of that. And it was fun to host him, you know, in that show, in the White white Show. And that's how, like Darren said, how our friendship uh, began. Terrific. After we initially met him. Well, yeah. I, well, I understand that Rex proposed curating the show as a way of providing uh, talented artists from across the country, um, sort of showcasing the work in the heart of New York City, right? Um, mm-hmm. And he hopes to highlight the American stories of those featured, the diverse uh, and their backgrounds, styles, and chosen medium, whose support and fellowship inspired him over the years. So let's talk about your work. What, what is your work uh, in, in the show about and format and media and all that? Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm a painter primarily, and I've also um, co-owned a design studio with my husband where we help other artists make work as well. But my work in the show is um, two chandeliers from my chandelier seri- series. They're both paintings, and one is the first show that I made, or the first um, painting that I made in the series called Gathering Glimmer. Um, it's kind of a grayscale textured painting of a chandelier, which has been very emblematic for me of um, just kind of um, gathering celebration um, and things like that. And the second one, which is on the other side of it, it's a two-sided painting. And that's the most recent chandelier that I've made. Um, a lot of these are 
you know, in other countries and <laughs> places. So I have the two bookends showing um, at, in the show. And the second one is called A Time for Peace. I'd like to note about her piece too, which is pretty fascinating. So, so this piece is actually hanging from the ceiling and going to be seen from both sides. So you can walk around in 3D. So it hangs like a chandelier in space. I love it. So. You know, and, and if you would share with us uh, perhaps any information that you have, social media that, that we might catch a glimpse of, of the work, whether it's on your website or at American Story Friends Family and Stories uh, website, if you would share with our listeners, please. Sure, uh, you can find um, the show itself at thesheencenter.org. It's S-H-E-E-N center.org. And if you go to the calendar and click on the opening, which is tomorrow night, the 12th of January at 6.30, day 30, as you said, that's where you'll find the information for um, this exhibition. My website is shannonwhite.com. And Darren? Which Mine's is a little out of date, but it's darrenwhite.com, <laughs> D-A-R-I-N, white, and then .com. And Darren, if you would talk about your work in, in the show, please. Sure, sure. So this this piece is called um, The uh, um, Light Seeds, and it's the series that I just recently started working on. And uh, this particular piece is uh, carved out of cedar. It's a solid piece of cedar. It's about 16 inches long and about six inches by six inches. And uh, so it's a solid block of cedar that's carved into, I would I would say it kind of looks like a seed form, um, but it's not like any particular seed form you've seen. So it's uh, a, a unique shape seed called that. You know, when you sent me the image, it's, it's like, I immediately wanted to touch it. I immediately wanted to hold it, not only uh, for the surface, but the weight too, because um, it was just, it was so intriguing. And, and I thought it's very sort of pod-like, but it's not pod-like. It's, um, it's a really beautiful piece. Yeah, it's a very beautiful piece. Thank you so much, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's funny because um, uh, I didn't intend for this, but sometimes when you're working in scale, it's it's challenging to really get a sense for what you're trying to accomplish until you've done it. And um, when I um, first picked it up, I, I used to play football back in the day, played in college and so forth. And it's a little larger than a football and it kind of wanted to make, make me do the Heisman pose. So uh, it's about that scale. It's a little bit larger than a football, but um, the weight in this case, because of the theater is just a little bit less. So, mm -hmm. well, no, I'm sorry about the same weight as a football. So yeah, well, it's, it's fun. I really enjoyed both the images that you, that you both sent me. Um, really wonderful work. Congratulations for being a part of the Sheen Center for Thought and Culture in American Story, Friends, Families, and Stories. Now that opens again uh, tomorrow and it runs through the 24th of January. Uh, but how long will you be in New York? For the week, we get okay. we we're back on the thirteenth. Okay. So, yeah, because yeah. I I, I want to say to our listeners that you are Kansas City based artist, and you've uh, produced a lot of or, or curated a lot of work here. Um, whether it's the outdoor exhibition event for the Kemper Museum or slow shows and and that sort of thing, um, you keep pretty active in in the arts community here, right? Mm -hmm. We try, we try. I mean, of course, with COVID, there's been a pause. Oh, but, yeah, uh, that. <laughs> um, yeah, 
Yeah, I think one of the things that she and I are really passionate about is that we want to encourage other artists to keep making art because it is such a challenging thing to to continue to do. Um, not because we we don't want to, but just because of the challenges of life and and all the other things that go on. And um, so I, I feel just encouraged that anytime that somebody's continues to make art for any period of time. And uh, so we just, that's one thing that we're really passionate about is helping others be encouraged to continue to make art. You know, that's and really so interesting that, that you say that. It's really timely because I've had this conversation just recently with another artist friend of mine, Clint, Clint Medcalf, and uh, we're going to bring this to air um, in a future show. But we're talking about how do you stay relevant in the art scene, in the art world? How do you keep you know, your work fresh and, and important and what is your legacy and so many questions that, uh, you know, that that we have um, discussed um, over the over a couple of nights, but uh, that's something that that's really important. And I think uh, especially as, you know, new artists emerge, you know, you want to kind of stay in the the, the mainstream, the flow of, of, you know, showing work and exhibitions and that sort of thing. And how do you do that, especially if you are raising family and you're working maybe several jobs and uh, maybe art is not your first and foremost job? Um, but anyway, that, that brings up some really good questions in that. So you will return to Kansas City, and then what happens from there? Do you have any other shows lined up or a new body of work that you're, you're working on currently? Do you want to mention that or you want me to <laughs> flip a coin? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the back and forth. Yeah. So one of the things that's interesting is like, I feel like uh, the, the, the creative life, that, that whole aspect of like, what is art, what is creating art? Like there's the visual element to, you know, the, the production of that side, but there's also the living side. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's, and Shannon and I talk about this a lot. That's kind of like, how we live is is creatively and so forth and so um so we do a wide variety of things it's not always put out in the sense of visually um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that part of living creatively is, is as well but um we have a creative company that we make art for other artists and so we do a lot of making art but it's not always our own art <laughs> now is that so is that white art studios or is it the balm the beauty art yeah, we, and life movement we'll confuse you with lots of different things so okay yay. <laughs> easily all the studios and white art studios are kind of connected okay. white art studios is exclusively uh the art that we make as a collective okay. white family um, and yeah, and the Hava Studios is our broader company. Um, and then I also counsel clients and I encourage, I help them to make art that is healing as well. Oh, I think good. we have some pieces um, that are going to be in the Lawrence Art Center soon too. Oh, good. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then we do a little spot on the radio in Lawrence too, promoting our final Friday art rock um, every, every month. Um, Darren does that sometimes I join him. Yeah. So, so there's, there's a lot of different creative venues um or not venues but ways of of being creative sure it's not sure. always in this particular thing i mean we i've got the seed series that i'm working on shannon has a, the chandelier series that she's working on but it's is more of the long road rather than the the short <laughs> yeah and yeah. so um it you know it's i think that's part of the journey is like you have to embrace the um I mean, making art, right, isn't always just in the studio. That, that's the huge yeah. part of it. Yeah. But 
uh, you'll have to be doing the other elements as well, which, which of course most artists don't want to focus on. You know, the behind the scenes, the the you know putting the other parts together, like you putting the show together. You know, all the details that came into producing the show. It's yeah. the same thing with your artwork. If it's just making art, but no way of putting that art out, then you don't have any venue for it. And so. I Which is really a- what this show is about, is staying connected and the importance of re- relationships and um, sustaining that creative journey and that creative life, too. Mm-hmm. I love oh, it. I no, love it. Is, is there any, um, I think I've asked you, like, uh, social media that we can find you on Instagram, um, websites? Uh, uh, Instagram, I'm at Darren M. White. Uh, Darren, and then the letter M is in Mother White. Okay. And uh, then it gets more complicated for Facebook, but Darren M. White artist. <laughs> yeah, we'll just Google Yeah, We'll just Google you both. Right, right, yeah. yeah. You get way too much if you do that. But, <laughs> and again. Um, yeah, so, and then Shannon, and we have at um, White Art Studio too, at White Art Studio is our kind of shared collective group on Instagram. Terrific. So. An American Story, Friends, Families, and Stories, curated by Rex Hosman at the Sheen Center for Thought and Culture, 18 Bleecker Street, New York, New York, uh, sheencenter.org for more information. The opening reception is tomorrow, January 12th, 6.30 to 8.30. And I want to say congratulations and thank you so much for, for joining me on air today and uh, really enjoy your, your trip in uh, New York and, and have, have lots of fun. Well, thank uh, you for having us, Maria. You bet. I'll have to have you back in the studio live. Yeah? Yeah. yeah that'd be great. <laughs> Terrific. Terrific. Well, thanks so much. And we're going to be thank right you. back. Yeah. You bet. We're going to be right back from, with Art Speak Radio after this. Support for KKFI by the Midwest Trust Center at Johnson County Community College. The Midwest Trust Center at Johnson County Community College, formerly the Carlson Center, has been a venue for the performing arts and arts education since 1990 and, in support of KKFI, offers a full list of events and can accept donations at jccc.edu forward slash Midwest Trust Center. Hey KKFI listeners, this is Warren Williams, a.k.a. Dub. I want to share my collection of soulful music with you, so check out my show, Dub's Groove, Thursday mornings from 2 to 4 a.m. You'll hear old school R&B, funky jazz, and reggae too. Some you'll remember, some you may not. If being up at 2 a.m. is not your thing, go to kkfi.org and check out the archives under the on-air guide. Look for Dub's Groove under the show list and you'll find the two latest episodes. Check it out, you just might dig it. We're back. This is Art Speak Radio. I'm Maria Vasquez Boyd on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. My next guest, Nettie Zan, you may recognize her voice. She's been a, a contributor to Art Speak Radio in all 10 years, actually going on 11 years, uh, that we've been on there. So welcome, my friend. Hi, hi. Thanks for having Nettie, me back. you bet. We love having you on. We're going to talk today about uh, Press Play, which is a weekly structured sober social event for creative conscious connection that's hosted by Nettie Zen. It sounds terrific. And it just uh, started uh, this past weekend, right? Yeah, I was really uh, blessed to be sponsored by the social club Nido that's in the old Buddhist Temple Center off I-35 in Penway in the Sunshine Hall. 
And they have just given me the space for the entire year to have an event every Saturday at two. And so the events kind of, um, it's something a little different each week, but it's really just about coming together and having fun as adults and playing. But I do tell the moms, like, bring the kids. It is an adult event. Mm -hmm. But also I believe so strongly in that intergenerational aspect. And the first one was, I was so happy to see everything from teenagers to retirees. And that is just exactly where I love to be in life. You know, I I think it's an important uh, it's important to note that, again, it's intergenerational, but, but I think everyone has a story to tell or something to write about. There's, there's so much pent up inside of us as human beings that you're, you're offering this outlet for, for people to come together in a safe space and really share their, their work. Yeah, it's not, it's the writing circle is the first week, but I'm really on this kick about, you know, I'm, of course I've been a fan of writing for my whole life. It's my, mm, it's yeah. my heart. It's my heart. But in the last few years when I've been in the country and down in the Ozarks, I really was able, and maybe also through my sobriety, was able to find that connection to my subconscious, my soul, and my body, mm. and learn to listen to those spaces too. So, Press Play has the writing circle first Saturdays, but second Saturdays is storytelling. So that's really a community thing and embracing those memories and stories, just as you said. And third Saturdays is body connection. And so that's connection to your own body and ways to listen into your own body, but also ways to bring back some closeness to people, I think, in this world where closeness has really become distant. Yeah, And then Fourth Saturdays is dream theater, and that's really connecting into that subconscious aspect of our lives. So what, what was the inspiration behind developing uh, this, uh, this whole series? Because um, it's so needed so very much right now in our times, but what was the, what was the uh, thing that clicked with you and said, this is what, something I want to do? Well, it was really the venue, but what before that, the ideas of it is, um, it basically you're just walking into my studio practice. As an artist, as a working artist, I figured it up the other day, and I've been an active artist for 37 years, since I'm nine years old. And so basically every Saturday, everybody's just walking into my normal studio practice because these are the things that I do as part of my investigation of the deep authentic self, which I then transform into art, which can be shared and tell a story. And so I just wanted people to play with, you know, I think my studio practice is really fun. It's really varied. It's um, always got a lot of moving parts and it's always made of nothing in a way, you know, we like, you don't need to buy anything to do any of these. You don't have to have a big studio or fancy paints or anything like that. It's literally just the creative playfulness that exists in each of us that many of us got to know as a child. And I worked a long time to bring back as an adult. Mm-hmm. So I just mm-hmm. want to bring people into that playful, creative, happy friend. Like, remember when you like were best friends with someone because you met? <laughs> yeah, I you love know? it. I love that. Yeah, I love it. So the first Saturday that, uh, again, just took place, the writing circle, you discussed the feelings, writings, goals, struggles, history, and hope. And then you had folks share a 20-minute free writing time. And then uh, folks were invited to read about what they wrote and discussed uh, their piece and emotional, responsive, constructive, non-critical ways. Now, 
the second the second in this series uh, again will be storytelling, right? Storytelling, uh, but with a caveat, extemporaneous. Okay. So in my heart, in my practice, extemporaneous speaking is really a key to getting creative, surprising yourself, making really incredible things. It's how do you surprise yourself as an artist? And so people don't really know what the stories are going to be about. They don't get to prepare. There's no note cards. Mm-hmm. There are people I've talked to are a little like, I don't like that. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to mess up. It'll be fine. And then we'll like, let's, this isn't next this week, but like, let's say I just make a bunch of Aesop's fables titles and you draw one out of a hat and now you're telling the story of the fox and the grapes. Maybe you don't know it. Maybe you don't remember it. It doesn't matter. You're just Mm going to make something up and spend this three minutes telling a story of some, and some will be memories. Certainly. I want a lot Mm -hmm. of the storytelling to be memories, but also to be just imaginative. Yeah, I, I, I really love the openness of that. And if you would share us uh, with us the location that these sessions take place. So the location is 706 West Penway at the Sunshine Hall. Okay. And I, I do want to mention that donations are accepted and they will go to the venue for uh, graciously providing the space. Yes. So we want to share that. And where can we find out more information about the, the different... Uh, Yes, thank you for asking. My name is Nettie Zan, and across all the platforms, I am Nettie Zan. So you can N-E-T-T-I-E-Z-A-N, anywhere you want to go. If I'm there, that's where it says. And on Instagram, just to make that one easier and to share a name I love, I'm at Listen More because I believe so strongly in the power of listening. So listen more. I need to hear it every day. I love that. You know, and when folks show up, what do they need to bring with them, Nettie? So the writing circle is a pen and paper, but if you forget, or computer people brought computers or their phone, whatever's comfortable for you to write. But if you forget, we have supplies. So literally nothing, because I believe so strongly that we get kind of actually caught up in needing all the right things to do something creative. And I'm like born poor stay poor rich in the heart and you don't need nothing but your beautiful self we can have fun (laughs) i love that i love that i love that well and and you know one other thing can people just drop in or do you have to have sort of like a limit on the number of people that that attend i don't know we're gonna find out okay and also what i said to everybody last week is you know if you're late come on in yeah it's fine but we do keep a really strict like end at 3.30 okay. to be um, respectful to the venue. So if you see people spilling out the windows, you may not want to enter the building. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you it. do. Maybe Jungle you Jim. do. I love that. You know, I, I think um, this is, again, this is such a, a wonderful approach because I think you, in this, you learn to trust your your emotions, you, your intuition, and you just trust in yourself as a writer or or just a human being and and putting yourself out there with others uh to to share and that's that's rare thank you maria that feels really like right what i'm trying to do is the trust you're good enough listen to your guts yeah have a space where you can be yourself in a and be supported in that self so again you've got four sessions the first one was uh, this past weekend yeah. and the second one again is the storytelling and uh such 
third one, can we talk about the third one and, and the fourth? Also, so and I want to be clear too. This is all year. I committed to the whole year. Every Saturday at yeah. two is something fun to do. So the third week of the month will be body connection. That's different ways of listening into the body. So it'll be very gentle. Obviously, no one has to do anything at these spaces that they don't feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But there'll be little meditations and little games and little things that we do that just involve movement of the body and listening to the body. And then the fourth week, I'm actually very excited about. I call it dream theater. And we'll go around the circle and we'll share a single dream, each of us, with some kind of structured questions about the dream that are informed by a great dream thinker named Robert Moss for me. I think he's great with these structured questions. That means they don't become invasive or like telling you what your dream means. None of that. Very safe. But is a little discussion. But then one person each week who wants to change the way that dream happened, we are going to play act improvisationally. And we have a wonderful narrator who's gonna make this so easy. It sounds weird, but trust me, we've got this figured out. Where the dreamer gets to reenact their dream with an end they would have wished had happened. And I believe that that is such a powerful tool to speaking to our subconscious and to our dream world and to becoming powerful in our lives. I love it. I love it. Uh, We're going to take a real quick break. I have to air this take two, and then we're going to be back with Nettie Zan. And uh, stick around. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this is Take Two, two takes of a movie currently playing in theaters or streaming. White Noise is a film starring Greta Gerwig, Adam Driver, and Don Cheadle. It's listed as a dramedy. I say it's a theater of the absurd production. Indeed it is. The claimed filmmaker Noah Baumbach has taken on the Herculean task of adapting Don DeLillo's acclaimed 1985 absurdist novel to the big screen. Some books simply don't translate well into movies, and White Noise is a good example. There's a family at the center of the story. They're bombarded by catastrophe, a toxic airborne event, fear of death, asking questions about reincarnation. Is death the end? The husband and wife have pillow talk about who will die first. You're right. uh, Fear of death is one of the main themes of this story. But DeLillo's novel is one that really castigates American consumerism. This film has the quality, for me, of watching a bad play. While Baumbach does his best to be faithful to DeLillo's themes, the main issue I had with the movie is that it's so episodic. It can't create a consistent tone because it's all over the place. The dialogue is stilted. The plot is nonsensical. Discussions abound regarding Hitler, Elvis, the role of nuns. Greta Gerwig is a natural for this film. Yeah, she's quirky, all right. Susan, things that work on the page can sometimes seem cumbersome and ludicrous when translated to the big screen. In this case, the results are sometimes jarring. It doesn't matter how good the actors are. It's quirky and possibly incomprehensible for most. White Noise is a smart but uneven cinematic experiment. I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this is Take Two. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. This is Artspeak Radio. We've got Nettie Zan here with us in the studio. Such a joy to have you. Your, your energy is so wonderful. Your creativity, it's just a powerful force. 
Oh, so thank, thank you. you for joining us. We're talking about Press Play, which is a weekly structured sober social event for creative conscious connection uh, hosted by Nettie Zam. And it's located at 706 West Penway Street, Kansas City, Missouri. And it's just um, a wonderful uh, opportunity for, for people to come together and share their creativity, right? That's right. And I really wanted to focus, you know, on choosing a time. It's always hard to choose a time. Yeah. And I went with the Saturdays at 2 because of swing shift workers, of service industry workers, both the morning shift and the night shift, and also the weekday workers. And also not getting in the way of like more fancier events. This is more sure. playful. And I just yeah. decided that like, you know, the night kids are usually up by two, the day shifts usually off by two, and that it just is this like sweet spot where I haven't really seen a lot of events happening. And I felt like this is something different where we're really coming together to make friends as adults, to explore our real selves and be safe in our creative and often people are looking for a way to jumpstart their creativity. Yeah. So uh, it serves for that too. And after last week's event, I was so happy because everybody hung around a little bit afterwards. And I was just like, it worked. <laughs> it worked. All these strangers are hanging out and exchanging phone numbers. Daddy, you are like the Pied Piper of writers <laughs> and, and creative people because everywhere you go, there's, there's, there's really literally a crowd because people know your work. They know who you are. They know your energy. They uh, know that they can trust and, and, and be a part of your creativity and, and know that you honor their, their work and, and their input. Thank so, you. That's yeah. such a really kind thing. And I recognize that it's actually a quite vulnerable thing to mm, share your yeah. art. And a yeah. lot of us were chastised or cut down about it as children or even adults. And to heal that wound is something I think is really, really powerful. If I have any part of that, it's only because I just really love that vulnerable artistic part of everyone so yeah, much. Yeah. It's the most valuable thing, the most interesting thing to me. Well, and, and we do have certain gatekeepers in place, too, that, that people talk about that that say, well, yeah, that really stifled my creativity, or I was told this, or it was told that, or I'm not a part of that that group. Well, here, it, it's different, uh, where everyone is welcome, and uh, it's a very trusting and safe space. Oh, thank you so much. I said on the flyer, it says, uh, press play is for everyone. Beginners are gods, cool and not cool. <laughs> I always love being the Devo. We're through being cool, kid. I love it. Well, this event is designed to create a sacred space for your relationship with your writing and to get practice at sharing uh, your creations in a welcoming and vibrant space. Again, 706 West Penway Street, Kansas City, Missouri. And how often they they take place they're every saturday at two in 2023 and for those of you who know me that is massive commitment <laughs> i bit my nails <laughs> a little it. bit but every saturday at two yeah you know um i i know uh the first event kicked off last saturday and it was really met uh, with with high praise wasn't it people just seemed to thrive and say we needed this oh needed it was this in our lives it was such a joy just watching people be energized and hopeful and brave yeah, one brave. person had never read aloud before and was reading and read their piece aloud it just was incredible yeah and it, it i think um brave is the right word for that because it's you never know um 
you, know, you just never know what how people respond or react or if they will. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's kind of a challenge. And what I find is that when people do share, and we all kind of know this if we listen more than we share, you're like, oh yeah, that. Oh yeah, that. Oh yeah, that. Is that people have that response to you too? Oh yeah, that. Mm-hmm. And it really is this bringing together of things and in your individuality, which is your art learning that you're really not alone and there's something really special about that to me that you know even if every story's been told I can't wait to hear it again from you I love that I love that will you plan to come back to Artspeak Radio maybe share some of the work or 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 your work or whatever you want um door is open you know for the last 11 years it's just been uh uh, wonderful to see you either in person or at a reading or or an event like this. So thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Maria. Appreciate the work you do. You bet. Hey, we're going to be right back with Artspeak Radio after this. Support for KKFI brought to you by the Jewish Community Center of Greater Kansas City, presenting the Broadway musical Kinky Boots with 11 performances between January 28th and February 19th at the Lewis and Shirley White Theater. For more information, including tickets and showtimes, visit thejkc.org or call the box office at 913-327-8054. It's American Roots Live in concert and conversation with New Orleans artists connecting family traditions to new music. Singer, cellist, banjo player Layla McCalla invokes French Creole roots. Then saxophonist Donald Harrison brings soul, funk, and black carnival to jazz. On American Roots from PRX. Catch American Roots at its brand new time slot on Sundays at 1 a.m. or listen to it anytime online at the KKFI two week archive. Maria Vasquez Boyd here on Artspeak Radio on 90.1 FM KKFI. Kansas City Community Radio, we're so happy to have you on board. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, yes, our next guest, Ingrid Perez Esquivel, is going to talk about her new business, Awaken with Ingrid. Yeah, we're so happy that you're here. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Maria. I'm so, so blessed and so excited to be here and talk about all of the cool things that I have going on. Well, it's wonderful that, you know, in this community, you have the opportunity to meet other people. And I think we met at Charlotte Street, had this conversation, and um, then you came to Inglewood Arts. Um, But we want to talk about Awaken with Ingrid, uh, yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and membership community for inner healing, connection, and wellness. And it's launching soon, right? Yes, and I'm so, so, so very excited. So I'm originally from Kansas City, mm-hmm. but I've been everywhere. I've been on the, both different coasts, and now I am back home. And I have found that being here, I have done so much more healing that I didn't even think that I needed. Mm-hmm. And that allowed me the space to be brave and to explore these gifts that I have. Uh, And I want to be able to help other people find this beautiful aspect of who they are through the healing practice of meditation. I think a lot of people within my own community, uh, being Latina, it's something that we don't talk about. Uh, We don't talk about mental health. We don't talk about our feelings. (laughs) And, you know, I think that it's extremely important to to have that relationship with ourselves. And so I decided to go ahead and take that leap and be that um, 
be that for people and help them find find that love for themselves because I did and I'm so glad I did. <laughs> well, I, I think that's really important to begin to to research or learn about the tools that you have um, to learn how you can really sort of manage life in, in so many different ways, right? Yes, yes. And I think that that's really the key there is how to manage life. Um, you know, there's so many things coming our way all the time. <laughs> yeah. And oftentimes we don't know how to respond to it. We don't know how to respond to grief. We don't know how to respond yeah. to pain. Uh, and oftentimes we sit in it and it becomes this cassette that we play and then we don't know how to undo it we don't know how to take the tape out we don't know how to put a new one in and mindfulness is really the art and the skill of being able to sit and observe without judgment and being able to think clearly and be able to understand your emotions enough for you to be able to take action and to change that I, I've gone through a lot of trauma on my own, mm -hmm. and very early on in my life, I lost my dad when I was 20 uh, due to heart disease. And a lot of that stemmed from all this other generational trauma. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of people can relate to that. Uh, you know, having, uh, coming from traumatic childhoods. And then we grow up and we don't know why we resemble so much of our parents' behaviors. And then we sit here and, and we think that there's something wrong with us. You know, why, why is it that I'm upset the same way that my dad used to be? And the truth is, is that when you can embrace those parts, all the good parts and the bad parts, and know that they are yours, and learn to love them and embrace them, mm -hmm. everything changes. Everything changes. Life is easier, life is fuller because now you have the control to be able to take the action and change it so that it never repeats, so that your cells don't continue to feel all of this sadness, so that the chemicals in your body radically change. I mean, when I was 25, I didn't look like this. And people now think, oh gosh, like you look like at most you're 25 or 22. <laughs> and I healed. Yeah, I went through yeah. the process and, and, and I really dissected everything. And I healed it. And I allowed it to move through my body so that even... On the sad days, I have the tools to be able to transform it and let it go, you know. And so I want to be able to teach other people that that's possible, that freedom is possible. Inner freedom is possible. You know, and, and I think in our society, we have this we have this mentality that you just hold it in for so long because you can take it. You're strong. Don't show your weakness and all that. You know, we all have to cry sometimes. We all have to sort of leak out sort of this the the emotions that we hold together that don't serve us well and um it, it can be detrimental to our health you know mental mentally and physically oh 100 percent and i think as a culture especially westernized culture that's that's just mm -hmm. kind of what mm -hmm. what we're groomed to to be to feel like that you know you don't talk about your feelings because yeah. they're useless you know and especially in my culture you don't talk about it. As a woman, you're not allowed to, to speak. You're not allowed to have your own personality. You're not allowed to be sad. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, like, I have my own stints with mental health, right? Like I, I have this chemical imbalance that doesn't allow enough dopamine um, to, to organically create mm -hmm. in my brain. So when I was living in Seattle, I didn't realize how unbelievably sad I was because <laughs> yeah. there's no yeah. sun. Yeah. 
And so wow. in doing yeah. in, in in knowing that and giving myself permission to embrace that, you know, that is what is chemically in my body, right? But my mom had a really hard time understanding that. You know, because culturally, you know, you're in survival mode. You grew up yeah. in, in a place yeah. where you were in survival mode. And now I my problem is not figuring out where I'm gonna eat. My problem is like trying to figure out how to feel better because, mm-hmm. you know, like I, something happened at work or what have you, right? And so that I think is probably the thing that I, I, I really, really wanna do with this community mm-hmm. is particularly help people of color. You know, because we really, a lot of our generations come from trauma and it's all in ourselves. Yeah. Like, and it, and it, you know, epigenetics is showing that that is very true. Mm-hmm. You know, like it is very valid that everything that we have gone through, our grandmothers, our great grandmothers, that is in the womb. Yeah. Right. And so it's not your fault, mm-hmm. you know, but you now have the tools and the capacity to, to change that. Right. And so I want to be able to, to create that brave space for people, for women of color that identify with that. And, you know, I, I think people can find out more about Awaken with Ingrid, which is the yoga, mindfulness, meditation. It's a membership community for inner healing, connection and wellness. It's launching the end of this month, January 31st, and uh, all of the uh, events or I should say the practice uh, is located at 2300 Independence Avenue in Kansas City, Missouri. So um, you join the, the membership community and uh, it's from yoga to meditation and mindfulness exercises that you will um, experience to explore how your body, mind and spirit are all working together to create your human experience. And for so many of us, just even just reading through that or looking at that and you know determining is this for me I think is a huge step because again I think we're so conditioned to just sort of gloss over how we feel and what we think and the emotions that we deal with on a daily basis a hundred percent and having the awareness that you don't feel well yeah is a huge step I mean I I started my first therapy session when I was 19. Um, I am also on DACA, so being undocumented growing up when I immigrated here when I was 18 months old, I grew up knowing that I was different, Mm. but growing up and seeing the news, talking about how I was a criminal really impacted Mm. my identity. And it made me feel very, very alone. And so none of my family understood what I wanted to do, getting a higher education, getting a degree. And so I was alone. And this was before DACA was introduced. And I had a really hard time wanting to get help because I didn't want to seem like a loca, right? Mm, Like you don't want to seem crazy. And I remember one of my um, professors turned mentor sat me down one day and said, Ingrid, you're depressed. And I said, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. not depressed. I know what depressed yeah. is, and I am not depressed. And I left her office, and I said, you know what? They do have three free sessions for students, and obviously I was very low income, so I couldn't even afford it if I really wanted to, right? But I said, okay, I have three free sessions. It's okay. You know, my parents don't have to know. 
I don't have to tell them. Mm-hmm. And if I don't like it, then I don't have to come back. Right. So I really lose nothing. But I remember going, walking towards the door of the counseling center and turning back away. And having mm. that inner dialogue with myself, no, you don't want to be crazy. No, you're not crazy. And this is going to be somewhere on the record somewhere. <laughs> no, you don't want that. And finally, I just walked in. And they make you take this assessment, right, to figure out where where you are, mm-hmm. right, and how they can better serve you. And as I was going through this questionnaire, I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow, I'm really sad. Mm, mm-hmm. And I walked into her room, and I sat there, and I don't even remember what she asked me, but it was just a floodgate. <laughs> it just, I couldn't stop crying. And for the first time, I felt this release. Yeah. And ever since then, I started, you know, to continue the practice. And unfortunately, my dad died a year after that, and that really mm. set me into a really uh, very sad place. Um, and then very soon following that, I want to say about a year and a half later, I lost a partner to suicide. Mm. And that really, I had to really hold on to my my therapy practice because I needed it. And ever since then, I've been on that spiritual journey to understand how to feel better. Because you go through these things in life, and sometimes it feels so alone that you want to mm. know how to be there for yourself. And no one could understand what it was like to lose a father at 20. No one could really understand what it was like to experience the grief of over a domestic violent type of issue and then following a suicide. Like It was very hard for me to try to relate to people. Mm. So I had to figure out how I could relate to myself. And that's when I really started to dive into the spiritual practice and figuring out how I could heal Ingrid. Well, and part of your journey is not only your journey, your personal journey and, and, and dealing with the circumstances that life dealt you, but now your journey is to help others with their, with their journey. And that is, that I'm sure has to be so helpful in your mind, in your body and soul. When, when people contact you uh, about the different sessions and, and the healing and yoga and all that, First of all, how do they contact you? And then, secondly, what is the first uh, what is the first thing that that you will do with your your uh, people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really great question. So, when you join Awaken with Ingrid, it is a membership community, but I am going to have different pop ups around the city that are oh, going to allow okay. me to really just take everything in and give people the opportunity to to be in that space, to be in that energy space and say, this is for me. I really like the way that, you know, she makes me feel. I, I've been able to clear this up or this spoke to me, right, without you having to fully join the community, right? So that is going to be an offering. So okay. my, my website launches on the 31st, and I'm going to be having an awesome celebration to just say thank you and commemorate this awesome journey that I'm on to bring this about. Um, it is going to be at 2300 Independence okay. Ave, the Art Blocks uh, building, and there's going to be all sorts of cool things. I'm going to be doing a free meditation for folks, um, so come on by and celebrate with me and be a part of that. But yes, the membership itself is going to have a weekly, there's going to be events all throughout the week for you to be able to practice yoga, meditation, or mindfulness with me. And we are going to be Dharma, Dharma circle sharing, so basically truth 
sharing, right, and building out that community. And also, I want to mention that you are on Instagram, and where can they find you at? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at it's, I-T-S, underscore, Ingrid, I-N-G, like ingredient, underscore, B, the letter B as in bear. Uh, And when you click on my bio, uh, you'll be able to see everything that I have going on. Wow, I love it. Ingrid, I'm so happy to have met you um, a few months ago. You know, the, those things are supposed to t- happen. They're, those things yes. are supposed to take place, and, and that's how we meet the wonderful people that we do and get them into our lives and keep them there. Yes, ma'am, divine <laughs> timing. Very good. Ingrid, thank you so much, and thank I know you. you'll be back, right? Yes, I will. I you can count so. on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. Also, I want to say thank you to Darren and Shannon White. Also, Nettie Zan, thanks so much for joining us. Ingrid Perez Esquivel, next week, January 18th, we're halfway through January. We have Jeannie Beachwood, Juan Perez, and Alex Savro. And uh, yeah, I want to invite you to stay tuned next for Jeff Harshbarger. He's got the Jeff's afternoon coming up from 1 to 3, from 3 to 6 old G's hangout, uh, 6 to 7. Let's see, we have Ebony's Bones. And yeah, you don't really need to go anywhere else. Just stick around on good old KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Now I want to play a little something for my beloved brother's birthday. Nick, this is for you. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, I'll be back next week. Honey, I'm coming home.
Happy birthday, Nick. We love you.